It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Hopefully your President's Day weekend went great. Whether you got out of town for a bit, decided to go skiing with all the snow up in the mountains here along the Wasatch Front, or just simply took some downtime to relax with the extra day of the holiday, hopefully it was great for you. Talking on today's podcast, a lot of BYU basketball here in this first segment. A big time road sweep over the weekend for BYU men's basketball. Basketball. Another big win on the road for BYU women's basketball as they take a season sweep of nationally ranked Gonzaga. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also need to recap the opening weekend for BYU baseball as well and then catch up on all the other sports going on in the BYU athletic department and how they performed over the long weekend. So a lot to get to and let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 19th, 2019. LMU leads it. 4.40 to go. Is it TJ time? Pause. Gets a high screen. They roll low to Baxter. Baxter spin. Baxter time. The spin around Scott. And right to the rim. He hammers it home. We're tied up at 58. All right, as you just heard right there, highlight from BYU's win over Loyola Marymount on Saturday. Big time win there. I'm Jay Catch, your host of Locked On Cougars here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I cover the BYU Cougars for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. I'm also your BYU insider and host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU athletics. 
Massive, massive win for BYU football over the weekend, taking down Loyola Marymount 70-62. to This was a game that BYU trailed in in the first half by double digits, got down as many as nine in the second half, but they rally, go on a 25-8 run to close out the win over the final 12, to 12 or so minutes of the game. The most impressive feat, I think, of this game was BYU's defense. Of late, BYU has really started to lock down on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, There's a newfound pride from this team in defending. They're making sure that they're getting on their guys, uh, making sure they're defending as a team, plain and simple. And they allowed only one Loyola Marymount basket, made field goal in the final, it was 11 minutes or so, about 12 minutes of the game, the final 12 minutes of the game. Loyola Marymount only scored one basket. They got a few other points on free throws, etc. But just an incredible defensive effort for BYU basketball. You guys all saw this game at this point, I'm assuming. We're a couple days removed from it. But just a big-time win. BYU gets the road sweep. They remain a game and a half up on San Francisco and St. Mary's for second place in the West Coast Conference. Uh, We talked about last week on the podcast how important it would be for BYU to pick up wins here when they were available to him with a big time showdown coming up this Thursday against San Francisco and then a road date at, at top five ranked Gonzaga on Saturday. So I, I, I look at this and I, I really am impressed with what BYU is doing. They're almost kind of flipping the script on its head. I've been really down on the BYU basketball program this year. Uh, they had a rough start to the season, really struggled on the road in particular. Defense was very bad to start the year, giving up 113 points or whatever it was at Weber State. Multiple other times, 90-plus points on the road. Just was not looking like a season that BYU was able to do much of anything. But, and I one of the I also worried that BYU basketball wouldn't get to the 20-win threshold. Dave Rose has never won less than 20 games in his BYU tenure, and I worried about that, him um, having kind of a down season. But all... all signs point now to BYU getting to that 20-win threshold. They're currently sitting in second place. The defense has really roared back to life. Uh, I've talked. We talked to Yoli Childs. You can listen to that podcast last week. I believe it was the Thursday edition of the show. We played that interview, and he said we're just taking a newfound pride in it. It's something that we've been emphasizing. We've been working on it. Haven't necessarily changed much of the scheme. It's just something we have done to make sure that we are on top of our game, and that's great news if you're a BYU basketball fan. Uh, This is still a long shot to make the NCAA tournament, but it's looking more and more likely that BYU is probably going to head to the NIT. And considering where BYU was, let's say maybe a month ago, making the NIT is an accomplishment this year. I get it. BYU basketball fans want to see BYU in the big dance. They want to see them in the NCAA tournament. They want to see them in that 68-team field. Well, this year that's not going to happen, but making the NIT and potentially having some home games, one or two, pending how the seeding works out with the NIT, would be an accomplishment for this BYU basketball team. I'm very impressed with how they're peaking at the right time. They're getting better and better as the conference season draws to a close. Got some massive games coming up, though. You're going to have this showdown against USF on Thursday night. You win that game, and it's going to be hard for anybody to catch you for second place in the West Coast Conference standings because you'd have the head-to-head win. Well, you'd split the season series against San Francisco, but it would give you a head-to-head win, which would affect the standings. Uh, In terms of the schedule in the remaining part of the conference season, BYU has the toughest schedule remaining of the three contenders for this number two seed. They have the home game against 
against San Francisco Thursday night. They're at number two ranked Gonzaga on Saturday night, and then they finish up a week from Saturday with the home date against San Diego. That's the hardest schedule remaining by by a large margin. Because if you look at San Francisco's schedule remaining, they're at BYU Thursday night. They're at Santa Clara on Saturday. Saturday That should be a win. They do have a showdown, a home game against San Diego a week from this Thursday, which would be go a long way to either helping or hurting BYU in the standings pending the outcome of the San Francisco-BYU game on this Thursday night, and then they finish up with a home date against Loyola Marymount. So San Francisco, you got two tests remaining, at BYU and home to USD. St. Mary's, on the other hand, kind of the dark horse. A lot of people are saying, well, they're still in second place. They could make a run here. They have a pretty easy schedule, but it's it's probably the second toughest. They're at Pacific on Thursday, then they're at San Diego on Saturday. You notice that San Diego can really play spoiler here. They're kind of the kingmakers in a way, and I'm no kingmaker doesn't really work if we're talking about the second seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament, but everybody's playing for second when you have a number two ranked team in the country uh, staring you in the face in Gonzaga. So they're at San Diego on Saturday. Big time showdown there. They have a home game the following Thursday against Portland, and they finish up with a home date against second ranked Gonzaga. So in terms of handicapping the toughest schedules remaining, it would go BYU 1, number 2 St. Mary's, and then number 3 San Francisco. And that's why I think a lot of people, pundits looking at it say well San Francisco is probably the odds on favorite to win the second seed if they're able to get BYU at home this Thursday it's a critical critical showdown for BYU they need this win in a bad way Uh, we'll be at BYU media availability tomorrow hoping to catch up with coaches and players get an interview a one-on-one with a player to talk about this game coming up but this is everything BYU could have asked for plain and simple their players coming down the home stretch here. They can get that second seed. It's in their hands. They control their destinies, which is as much as you can ask for. You get that second seed. You're an automatic double buy into the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. You get to enjoy the weekend there in Vegas. You don't necessarily have to go down until the weekend if you don't want to. You play Monday and Tuesday if you advance from the semifinal. And I think all things considered, you're a lock for an NIT bid. That based on everything BYU's basketball team has been through this year would just be a massive, massive accomplishment. So my hat goes off to Dave Rose and his team sweeping that road, uh, road series over the, this past weekend and now you got two big games. Home game against San Francisco and a road date at Gonzaga this week could go a long way to determining how things are going to look when we get to Vegas here in two two or three weeks. All right, um, one other note for you guys. I wanted to give a big shout-out on the other side of the basketball coin to the BYU women's basketball team. They have beaten Gonzaga, who's been ranked in the top 15 of the country pretty much all season long. They got the season sweep of them in the regular season. BYU held on for a 66-64 victory, this time in Spokane on the road. Shaylee Gonzalez, 19 points to lead BYU in that win. Uh, BYU women's basketball... They got the win over Gonzaga at home earlier in the season, got into the top 25, and then quickly lost three straight games. But this 
win right here really puts them back on the bubble of the NCAA Women's Tournament. Uh, They should be firmly in the mix when it comes to the West Coast Conference Tournament coming up here in a week or so. And I'm really excited to see what this women's basketball team can do. Uh, They're probably a year or so ahead of schedule in terms of their winning at the clip they've been doing it. But my hat goes off to BYU Women's Basketball. It's just awesome to see what they're doing. Getting that season sweep of Gonzaga is a big deal. Uh, They'll face some likely in the West Coast Conference Tournament if both teams advance. But the good news is is that BYU Women's Basketball has bounced back from that three-game skid. They didn't let it linger. They got past it. And going on the road and winning this game, just absolutely incredible. Uh, They're going to be in action this coming Saturday again when they face San Diego at 2 o'clock Mountain Time at the Marriott Center. The game will be televised live on BYU TV. San Diego's traditionally been one of the powerhouses in the West Coast Conference. Not as good this year. So BYU basketball, BYU women's basketball in particular is sitting really good. They're now 20-6 and six on the year, 12-3 and three in the West Coast Conference. It is Jeff Judkins, the head coach of BYU women's basketball. It's his 12th season with 20-plus wins. So awesome to see this. Congratulations once again to women's basketball. I wanted to give them a shout-out because that's just another massive accomplishment, getting that season sweep of Gonzaga, uh, Shaley Gonzaga. Gonzalez leading the way. Sarah Hampson having some good things going. Caitlin Aldredge, the former BYU softball star, has really come on of late as a big contributor for this team. So it's just awesome to see these basketball teams really rounding into form as the conference tournament approaches. And we'll be tracking this for you in the run towards the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas as we do that. It should be a lot of fun. All right, there you go. Some thoughts on BYU basketball from both the men's and women's sides. And we'll get to some BYU baseball news next. They had their opening weekend, four games, three of them against Northwestern. Also a a one-off against Cal yesterday. We'll recap all that for you next. And also catching you up later on with everything else going on in the BYU athletic department right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. One pitch to Clough. He hits that into the gap. Down. That's going to drop, and the Cougars are going to win it on the RBI from Jackson Clough. Carson Matthews comes around to score, and BYU wins in the bottom of the 10th, 4-3. to three. There you go. Jason Shepard on the BYU Sports Network with the call of Jackson Clough's RBI walk-off single in the 10th inning on Friday as BYU opened their season in fine fashion with a 4-3 10-inning victory over Northwestern to kick off their season. Uh, BYU baseball is underway. They've been in Arizona this past weekend playing a three-game set against Northwestern on Friday and Saturday. They won that series two games to one. Uh sandwiching those the lone loss in the series around two wins the win on Friday evening and then also the day night doubleheader the night part of the doubleheader on Saturday winning an emphatic fashion 11 to 2 so 
good start to BYU baseball season. Uh, they did also play yesterday in a matinee on President's Day against Cal. It was a one-game affair as they kind of finished the weekend there in Tempe, Arizona at Tempe Diablo Stadium. But they did lose to the Cal Bears 10-6. to um, Head coach Mike Littlewood in the release sent out from BYU uh, Athletic Communication said, quote, I feel like we let one slip away today. We had a three-run lead in the middle innings but just couldn't execute on the mound like we did Friday and Saturday. We are fairly young as far as Division One experience goes. So the exciting thing about this team is we will continue to get better. Uh, so that's the good news is that, yeah, BYU held a 63 lead after five innings. Uh, the middle relief had done well over the weekend despite the one loss to Northwestern. But, yeah, it fell apart on Monday. And as Coach Littlewood said, when you don't have necessarily a lot of experience in your pitching staff, maybe in that middle relief and all, across all of your relievers for the most part, I know the guys like Bo Burrup are pretty experienced, but there is some inexperience there. And you can only pitch guys so far. Uh, pitch them so much in a four-game set, uh, you take a loss like this. So BYU now 2-2 two and two on the season. They come back home before heading back out on the road. They're headed to Corpus Christi, Texas for the Kliberg Bank College Classic. They'll be case- taking on the host Texas A&M Corpus Christi Thursday, uh, taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes Friday, and then Oral Roberts on Saturday. So some big-name teams here. Corpus Christi's a player in the baseball ranks, Ohio State, of course. Just in terms of overall college athletics, the Buckeyes are a big deal. And Oral Roberts actually surprisingly had a pretty stout baseball team more or less over the over the decades. And we all know about BYU's legacy as a as a baseball powerhouse, trying to get back to that under Mike Littlewood's direction. But a good showing for BYU baseball, all things considered, with the opening weekend. Uh, I should I should note that the sound today from BYU basketball and BYU baseball is courtesy of the BYU Sports Network. Thanks to Gregor Bell, Jason Shepard, and everyone involved over there at BYU uh, with allowing me to use that sound. But cool to see BYU baseball back in action. Uh, Two and two on the season, trying to get things back on track. Uh, their compatriots on the diamond, BYU softball over the weekend after a one and three start to their season. They went to Las Vegas. They had their first uh, day of games rescheduled or canceled, but they had a good weekend themselves, going three and one there in Las Vegas. So, congratulations uh, on the women's side of things for BYU women's softball. Uh, they're both of these teams are hopeful of making it to the NCAA regionals. Of course, BYU softball is on a 14-year run of making the NCAA regional, uh, despite only making it to the Super Regional once in that 14 years. They've got a pretty proud tradition under Gordon Eakin, uh, going 3-1 and one this past weekend. They're now 4-4 four and four on their season. And then BYU baseball, a year after having a losing record, followed up uh, following up a year where they made the NCAA regional, they want to get back to the top of the mountaintop. They, I know the mountaintop would mean making it to Omaha in the College World Series, but it's baby steps with what Mike Littlewood's trying to build here with BYU baseball. It's a cold weather team. Uh, they put in a new field where they can play a little earlier in the year. They'll have their first home games in early March with the synthetic turf field that they installed. But it's just tough to uh, be a cold weather team and really be a player in baseball. But I do like the trajectory that Mike Littlewood has put this BYU baseball program on because they 
they needed a spark, plain and simple. Uh, the final few years under Vance Law a while back were not great. There was It was a team that was distracted by off-the-field issues. They had a lot of things going on. They weren't winning at a very consistent clip. Mike Littlewood came in after a fantastic, fantastic run at Dixie State, making the NJCA uh, tournament multiple times, the, the World Series there. I do believe he won one or two national titles during his tenure there with the, well, now Trailblazers. They were the Rebels at that point, or maybe the Red Storm. I don't know. They'll always be the Dixie State Rebels to me, uh, but... BYU baseball, I think, is on a good track. This is a good start to their season. We'll see how they perform over this coming weekend down in Corpus Christi, Texas. The weather should be pretty good, considering you're down there on the Gulf Coast in Texas. And we'll be getting more interviews with BYU baseball coaches and players. It's the fun part about this podcast. It allows me the latitude to get out to sports that I don't normally cover for my radio station with the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake. We're mainly a football and basketball oriented business but I'm going to get out to some more BYU baseball and some of these other sports and get some interviews with players and coaches and play them on this podcast I think that's what you guys deserve to hear from these guys it gives them kind of an outlet to promote their teams the players etc so I'm excited for this and I think BYU baseball they've done a lot of work in the offseason remaking the culture we talked about it last week in our season preview on Friday Mike Ludwood wants to recapture the hearts and minds of his players and I think this opening weekend the show that they They've got some pieces there. Guys are buying in once again. He talked about the buy-in. Guys weren't buying in last year. He turned over 25 to 30% of his roster, and it's going to have some growing pains. As we saw in that loss to Cal yesterday, they had a 6-3 lead, but their middle relief, the relievers that came in to finish out the game, couldn't hold the lead. BYU loses 10-6. to They've just got to figure out a way to close out games, and I think that's going to come as the season progresses. They get into WCC play later on this spring. I think this is a team that's primed to make a run in the WCC. They've been picked sixth in the preseason polls, but I, as I said, I pegged them. I think they're a top-four team in the West Coast Conference. It's just my take. All right, some thoughts on BYU baseball. So BYU softball, big ups to them, evening the record at 4-4 four and four after a 3-1 and one weekend. They're headed to Palm Springs for the Mary Nutter Classic this weekend down there in Southern California out in the desert. It's one of the biggest tournaments in college softball, so BYU women's softball in action this coming weekend with a big opportunity to continue to improve their record. They're they're the strong favorite in the West Coast Conference, and as they should be. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, recap everything else that happened over the weekend in BYU sports, as well as some weekly awards that were handed out on the BYU men's and women's basketball side of things. We'll get to all that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Before we do that, though, do want to remind you guys, well, actually, it's not really a remind you. It's actually a, it's a plea for you guys or a, an ask of you guys that we'd like your help. We've put together a survey here on the Locked On Podcast Network so we can learn more about listeners like you, make your favorite Locked On Podcast even better in the process. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, and just suggest improvements, plain and simple. It takes about 15 minutes to complete. By participating, you enter the chance to win a $250 Vivid Seats gift card. You can buy tickets with that to the Jazz or any other sporting event, BYU Sports, etc. All you have to do to get enrolled, do that, do the survey is go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey to participate. That's LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. We appreciate your feedback. I look forward to hearing from you guys what you like, what you don't like, and improving this podcast to become the very best it possibly can become. All right, we'll talk more about BYU sports next right here on Locked On Cougars. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are locked on Cougars. And as we close out this Tuesday edition of the show, thanks again for joining me. Hopefully you guys' holiday weekend, like I mentioned before, was great. We are back with the podcast, going each and every day, talking all things BYU athletics. A big full weekend of BYU sports happened over the weekend. Let's run down what happened for you so you're all caught up as you kind of get back into the groove of things this week. We'll start off with women's gymnastics, ranked number 20 in the country last week. They scored a season high 196.900 but lost to number 10 Boise State in a home dual meet over the weekend. I think the biggest thing we can take away from this is BYU women's gymnastics, while they're not necessarily a major power player nationally quite yet, Guard Young is building something in Provo, and I'm really excited to see what happens. I don't proclaim to be a women's gymnastics expert, but I have a friend who is a big-time Utah fan. He's a Utah gymnastics fan, and it's kind of funny because he's, he's nuts about the Red Rocks, and the Red Rocks are great. Don't get me wrong. They're a nationally relevant program. They're always in, seems like, that national championship championship discussion each and every year but he was actually nervous when BYU faced off against Utah earlier this season he said that BYU team they're building something and this is a guy that's watched the Red Rocks for a really long time and he really was impressed with what BYU gymnastics is doing so best of luck to guard young it's it's a hard road because gymnastics is such a niche sport you have to be able to get the elite athletes and they're they've got all these blue blood programs which utah is one of them chasing the top athletes when it comes to gymnastics but I'm liking what Guard Young's team is showing early on. Uh, number eight men's volleyball beat USC in four sets on Saturday. Uh, they lost the first set in a nail biter. It went above the 25 point threshold, but BYU ends up winning. Uh, national rankings: a lot of people still having the ranked seventh or eighth in the national rankings this week. But it was a good bounce back after a four game loss to win two matches over the weekend. So best of luck to them as they look to kind of right the ship, get things going again. Uh, Davide Gardini was named off the blocks freshman of the year the freshman from Italy his dad is a three or four time Olympian for the Italian national team that kid's going to be a player he is a he's a he's a volleyball savant and it's awesome to see what he's doing so congratulations to them on to some awards here. Uh, Peter Quest and the BYU men's golf team, he actually individually was named to the Hogan Trophy watch list. It is the best player in a 12-month period from June to the following May. They don't go by the calendar year. It's essentially almost the fiscal year if you really want to look at it. But this is golf's essential Heisman or Player of the Year award. Peter Quest had a great fall season for BYU men's golf, the team that's ranked in the top 15 nationally. They're going to be back in action finally this coming Wednesday as they head to Hawaii 
for the John A. Burns Intercollegiate Tournament out there on the islands. Best of luck to Peter Quest and his teammates as they get back on the course. Uh, women's golf is in action earlier this week down in Las Vegas. They were 12th after the first two rounds of the tournament. Not a great showing with the weather and everything going on there in Las Vegas, but we'll see how they perform today in the final round of the tournament. We'll recap that for you on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, one other result for you I wanted to talk about over the weekend is men's and women's tennis were in action at home. Men's tennis swept both of their matches against New Mexico and UC Irvine, while the women's team beat New Mexico in their lone match. So congratulations to the men's and women's tennis teams for those wins over the weekend. Um, some awards handed out, I mentioned before the break, is that BYU women's basketball, Brenna Chase, junior guard, was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for February 18th, 2019. Uh, it's the first time since BYU joined the WC that has swept the series against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So congratulations to the women's basketball teams. The first time, I forgot to mention that earlier, that the Cougars have won in Spokane under head coach Jeff Judkins. So congratulations to Brenna Chase for winning an individual award when the team really performed formed well. And on the men's side of things, TJ Hawes was named Men's Basketball Player of the Week. Um, he had the career-high 35 points in their overtime win over San Diego Thursday. And then he also helped lead them in their 70-62 to come-from-behind win over Loyola Marymount on Saturday. He averaged 24 points, 7.5 steals, and 7.5 assists, and 1.5 steals for the week. Shot 48, 44.8% from the field, 37.5% from three-point range, and was 95% from the free throw line. So awesome weekend for both the men's and women's basketball teams as we talked about earlier on the podcast and congratulations to them on the big time awards being handed out to both Brenna Chase and TJ Hawes. One final note for you before we go today is that uh, junior outfielder Riley Jensen and sophomore pitcher Autumn Moffitt were named West Coast Conference Softball Player and Pitcher of the Week respectively for their performances in Las Vegas over the weekend. So congratulations to both of them on sweeping the awards. A 3 and one weekend for BYU Women's Softball. They now head uh, to... Palm Desert or Des- yeah Palm Desert down there in Southern California for the Mary Nutter Classic this weekend. We'll be hoping that more awards are coming for the women's softball team as the season progresses. I would guess that there are going to be more coming, so stay tuned for that. But congratulations once again to Riley Jensen and Autumn Moffitt. All right, there you go. That is everything. A lot to recap for you guys, but it's a blast to bring this podcast to you each and every day. Hope your holiday weekend was well. Hopefully you guys are back in the groove of things with work and everything else you got going on in your lives. We'll be back tomorrow. I mentioned last week on the podcast, I wanted to do a little bit deeper dive into what BYU's football coaching situation should be for assistant coaches in particular. Should it be a one? Should it be a destination school or should it be a stepping stone program? We'll discuss that and we'll break into it a little bit. It might be a week-long discussion. We'll kind of go back and forth with different takes on it. Maybe get some guests on to talk about it as well. We'll talk about all that. Uh, Eric Mateos, of course, the new offensive line coach, kind of prompting that after the move of Ryan Pugh to Troy. So, lots to discuss on the podcast and we'll break into it starting tomorrow. We'll also be getting you ready for that showdown against San Francisco and BYU men's hoops as well. Lots to talk about, but it's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. A reminder, use your smartphone when you get in the car. Tell your smartphone or smart device play podcast locked on cougars and you will have the latest and greatest in byu news simply right there for you with the sound of your own voice really easy to do really easy to use and i encourage you guys to check it out thanks again for joining me i'm jay catch this has been locked on cougars for february 19th 2019
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.